0: You hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Did you know that there are 26 states where you may not be getting social security benefits because of the type of job you have? States such as California, Colorado, Illinois, Louisiana, Ohio, and Texas are just a few of the states where government workers and teachers are most likely affected. Today on Queer Money, we have David Freitag along with Kimberly Shockley from Mass Mutual back on the show. They are our resident Social Security experts, and they're here to explain why many of you may not be getting the Social Security benefits that you think you might. Also, how you can check to see how you are impacted, and some of the things that you can do to be better prepared. If you know someone who lives in one of these states, please share this episode with them. It could be the difference between having a fabulous retirement or struggling. This episode is being brought to you by the Debt Free Guys Magic Money Calculator. To find out how much money you need to save for retirement, get on over to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 113 and get yours. Again, that's debtfreeguys.com forward slash 113. Now let's get on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money.
1: All right. Well, so this is a conversation long time in coming. Um, <laughs> most of our listeners will remember David Freitag from MassMutual. He shared with us the last time he was on great information about how same-sex couples can take advantage of spousal and survivor benefits through Social Security. David and his colleague, Kimberly Shockley, are going to join us again today to talk about some additional nuances about Social Security. So welcome, Kimberly and David.
2: Well, thank you so much for the invitation. It's really our pleasure to be joining you today. Absolutely.
3: Thank you.
1: Thank you. Sure thing. Would you, starting off with David, would you mind giving us a little bit of who you are and what your background is, and then we'll go off to Kimberly?
2: Sure. Well, I'm responsible for helping producers and advisors with Mass Mutual understand the nuances of Social Security so that they can provide good information to their clients as they reach this very important decision about planning for their retirement. Social Security has been recognized by LIMRA, one of our research agencies, as frequently one of the biggest assets people take into retirement. Frequently between 40 and 50% of retirement income can often come from Social Security. So the company has recognized this is an important area and it's one of the reasons we did the podcast with you all in the past to talk about those basic benefits. I'm joined, obviously, by Kimberly today and I'd like to let her sort of introduce and position her role in the company.
3: Great. Thanks, David. So my role with Mass Mutual, I started as a financial advisor and worked through product wholesaling, became a product expert, and now I educate advisors, producers in the world of financial advisement on concepts, including Social Security. So that's where I fit into the mix here. I've been with our firm for almost 10 years now. And David and I have been working closely on conferences and continuing education presentations.
0: Awesome. We thank you both for coming back. The previous episode, it was episode 54. If you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to that because, as David just mentioned, the wealth of information and financial benefit that we can get by fully understanding the benefits that we as queer individuals now have access to is so important. And if we make some small mistakes or our financial advisors make some small mistakes in planning, there is the potential for us to miss out on, as David mentioned, 40 to 50 percent of our financial wherewithal when we get to retirement. Again, John and I would love to say that we're experts on everything, but this is one area where we definitely are not. And that's (laughs) why we've invited the experts back. Because there's another piece about this that is so important, especially to a segment of workers. I think it's geographically as well as the type of job that you have. So we'll let David and Kimberly explain this a little bit more. But I really want, as listeners, we want to pay attention to this information because it could mean the ability to have a fabulous or not so fabulous retirement.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, David and Kimberly are going to share with us some of the fine print on Social Security. So, David, would you mind maybe giving us a general understanding of what the windfall elimination provision and the government pension offsets are?
2: I'm happy to, actually. I think a good perspective in looking at topics like this is to turn back time. Prior to 1983, if you worked in a government job and did not pay FICA taxes, the Social Security system didn't know you had that particular job. And by design, the Social Security system on a percentage basis pays lower income people a higher percentage than higher income people. So if the government didn't know or didn't care that you had a government job, frequently the percentage of benefits that you received from Social Security was out of balance. And that was perceived as a problem. You may have heard the term double dipping the system it's frequently bantied about when you're talking about people getting benefits both from two different government agencies. A classic commission was established really in 1982, believe it, by President Ronald Reagan and the other end of the street from the White House, Tip O'Neill on Capitol Hill. They put together this bipartisan commission that said, what are we going to do to fix this particular problem? And they introduced this idea of government pension offset and windfall elimination provisions specifically to address this problem of the government paying too many benefits to folks who, in reality, weren't lower-income people at all. I can give you an example. Let's suppose we had a teacher in the state of Colorado by day who was a musician at night and maybe wrote music and had two incomes. He had an income stream coming from the state of Colorado. Again, he didn't pay any FICA tax on that income stream. And then at night, he had his little band and he was selling music and possibly making $20,000, $40,000 a year doing that and paying FICA tax on that. But prior to this change, that income that Nick had at night was never recognized. And so, therefore, things would get out of balance. And so that's when the WEP GPO provisions were introduced. And these aren't really secret provisions. Many of you received in the past what I famously call the Green Line form. David, I don't know if you remember when we talked about this on our last conference call. We used to have these mailed to us, and we used to receive them every year. Well, to save money, the government has stopped mailing these green line forms. But on the green line forms specifically, on page two, they give you the good news and the bad news. The good news is at the top of the page, and then big, bold letters that say, This is how much you receive at 62 full retirement age, which might be 66 or 67. Here's how much you'll get at age 70. And then famously, as documents tend to do, the big print gives you the good news and the bad news is down at the bottom of the page. And it's in very small, fine print, although it does have some bold initials next to it. And it talks about the windfall elimination provision and the government pension offset. And by the way, I want to put up a little commercial here. We did a recent study with consumers all over the United States, it was a formal study based on a 1,000 people between 50 and 59, to ask them, among other things, if they have signed up to get these famous green line forms now, that they're not married. The only way you can get them is with a website, the socialsecurity.gov website, slash my account. And David, you might find this a little bit shocking, but 86% of the people in our study, which was actually just published two weeks ago, had not signed up. To find out what their green line forms were telling them based on current information. Jeez. And when you're talking about these two things, the windfall elimination provision and the government pension offset, that particular full report, which is now really only available online, is critically important. By looking at that green line form, you will know if you're affected by these offsets in your benefit stream. So there's a little encouragement to everybody listening that if you haven't set up your own My Account, it's something you need to do. And I know, David and John, you both have done that.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely, after the last episode, have encouraged individuals to do that. For many of us, we wouldn't even begin to think about planning or going on vacation without knowing how much money we have to spend or where it is that we're going to go. And what David and Kimberly are pointing out to us here is we have some resources That help us figure out that piece of it when it comes to our retirement. And if we're not taking advantage of, or at least discovering that, then we're kind of ill informed making decisions about when and how we are going to live
2: in retirement. And Kimberly, I know you've signed up for your my account. How difficult the process was that?
3: It took about three minutes. (laughs) So not difficult at all.
0: (laughs) That's a good note. You get some really good information on that site. That's very clear. It tells you basically what you can plan for based on where you stand with Social Security Administration, correct?
2: Yes, that's absolutely true. And again, coming back to our study, this is in the age cohort of 50 to 59. The people who really need to know these things have neglected to make this transition from paper-based information to electronic information. So if there's one important takeaway here, again, reinforced by our study, is that people really need to do this and check it on a frequent basis. But down at the bottom of that green line form, you will find explanations about the windfall elimination provision. And for those people who have now working for, let's go back to our school teacher, Nick, the school teacher in the state of Colorado, we will now be able to integrate or we will know that he's got pension money coming from the state of Colorado, which could subject him to this windfall elimination period offset. The windfall elimination provision offset affects the worker and it essentially adjusts the final check that you receive, and it adjusts it down. But here's a little bit of good news. If you are subject to this windfall elimination period offset, the maximum, and this is, by the way, adjusted each year based on Department of Labor statistics, the maximum amount of the offset could be $447. That could be a reduction in the actual benefit coming from your own work record. So let's just take a quick, set of numbers, let's suppose your retirement benefit coming from the Social Security Administration said at the top of the form, you $2,447. If you were subject to the windfall elimination provision, you wouldn't get that money. You would get $2,000 because that offset could reduce your benefit. So that's number one issue. The bigger issue of these two offsets, though, is the government pension offset. And that affects spousal benefits and survivor benefits, which, interestingly enough, as when we talked with David and John last time, are the two benefits that gay couples picked up when the Supreme Court ruling was approved and made gay marriage legal in all states. In the past, prior to that legislation, I don't think too many folks cared about government pension offset because they weren't involved with survivor benefits or spousal benefits. But now, Because you're essentially the same as everybody else relative to the Social Security system, this becomes a big issue, particularly for residents in 15 states. Kimberly, I wonder if you could talk about the location of those 15 states and just give us a quick list of some of the folks that need to be aware of this.
3: Perfect. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, to rattle off the 15 states, just to make it easy, Colorado is one of them. Nevada, California. Alaska, Texas, Louisiana, Missouri, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, and then we have Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Georgia. So all of these states, you would want to make sure you took a look at your My Account fairly closely.
2: The diagnostic technique to look at on the earnings statement of your My Account is a long list of zeros. So for example, my sister was a teacher in the state of California. She did not pay FICA taxes. She didn't contribute to the social security system. If you looked at her earnings history, you would see a bunch of zeros there. But she had a very good job. and In fact, retired from teaching in the state of California with a very handsome pension. So the fact that she didn't pay FICA tax is drawing that pension from the state of California then exposes her to this windfall elimination and government pension offset problem. Kimberly, is it where you live? Do you live in these states, or is it actually where you made the money? What is it's the actually
3: it? where you made the money. Important. So you could be living in California currently, and you may have been a teacher in North Dakota, right? But you're not actually working as a teacher in California, and North Dakota is not one of our states so you wouldn't have that as being applicable here.
2: I get a question from a lot of people. Again, I'm on the East Coast. Kimberly's in Phoenix on the West Coast, particularly relative to Florida. We have a lot of people that move to Florida because the winters are so horrible <laughs> in the New England area or up by Chicago and parts of the North. And I say, well, I guess we're going to be immune from all of this. I said, no, no, as Kimberly pointed out, it's where you made the money, not where you live, that becomes important. And again, that diagnostic tool, that Social Security full report that you get from the My Account, will show you if, in fact, you're going to be subject to this. And the number one thing you look for is a string of zeros where you did not pay FICA taxes. So that's sort of the overview of that.
0: So let me just kind of step back for a second here. Sure. I guess for the people that this is very important for, is we're looking at these individuals who lived in these particular states and worked for a government agency. Is that the case? Mm -hmm. Correct. So if you lived in one of these states and you worked for a government agency, then there is definitely going to be an impact to your Social Security payout. Correct.
2: Could be shocking. Right. Could be really shocking.
0: I think that's the key thing we want to drive home here is is a lot of people say, well, you'll be fine, or a financial advisors may be saying to you, you'll be fine because you'll get a portion of money in retirement from Social Security. They may not know for certain unless they have looked or you have given them this printout from your My Account. I think the other thing that, that's really important for us to look at here is we know how mobile we are becoming, as a society, people will live in one state for a couple of years and then another state for a decade, and then they have children or grandchildren, and they move to another state. Because we are so mobile, it's important for us to take a look at this to see were there pockets or time periods where you were paying in and pockets and time periods where you weren't paying in, and how does that all shake out to your benefit at
2: the end? Correct. And of the two offsets... By far, the one that's the most punitive is the government pension offset. We sort of briefly talked about the WEP, the Windfall Elimination Provision, and the maximum that could be uh, withheld from your Social Security check, and that's the check from the worker. But the government pension offset, famously called the two-thirds rule, would take two-thirds of your pension that you're getting, in this case, from the state of Colorado and potentially subtract that from a survivor or spousal benefit he would be receiving from a spouse. Let's suppose we had two people. One worked in Colorado as an example in Denver for is Martin Marietta still there? I do not even know if they're oh, Yeah. <laughs> suppose they were working at Martin Marietta, had a big career there, and spouse was working in the school system in the state of Colorado. And the person that worked for Martin Marietta died. Survivor was eligible for a spousal benefit, thought They would get a nice survivor benefit from their partner and find out about this two-thirds rule. Kimberly, I wonder if you could kind of just do a real simple example of how that two-thirds rule might work.
3: Definitely. So, let's take Mary, for example, we'll use her as our name, and she has a government pension. So, her government pension would be around $600. If we apply this two-thirds rule... We'll reduce the $600 to $400. So we're saying, okay, this is a $400 amount that's being taken. Now let's say she has a spousal benefit of $1,200 based on her husband's work record. And he's passed and she's eligible for the spousal benefit. Mary's Social Security spousal benefit could be reduced if we take into account this GPO or government pension offset she would take her $1,200 spousal benefit and subtract $400, which would leave her with $800 available. So that government pension offset actually will reduce her overall Social Security benefit, and that could be significant.
2: Yeah, and one of the things it says on that green line form, and I think I'm going to try to quote from it if I can, this very specific language, and I'm just going to read from it here. And it says, if the government pension offset applies, your Social Security benefit, in this case, the survivor or the spousal benefit, will be reduced amount equal to two-thirds of your government pension. And in bold, we underline in red, it could be reduced to zero, which means (laughs) if you have a big pension (laughs) coming from the state of Colorado, you may see nothing from your partner's Social Security check.
0: And that could potentially have a very significant impact on your lifestyle if and when your partner or spouse passes away. We've talked through other examples in the previous episode of jointly a household maybe bringing in $6,000, but without that spousal benefit or the survivor benefit, the household could be bringing in less than $2,000. And all of a sudden, you go from having a, a somewhat comfortable lifestyle, being able to cover your expenses and maybe enjoy your life a little bit in retirement to all of a sudden being one of those individuals who is stuck in retirement and is worried day-to-day about how you're going to cover your expenses.
2: And what I've discovered, and I think Kimberly and I together is we've worked with clients all over the country, the time to find out about this offset is not later in life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got a call. Actually, I was working with one of our media representatives who got a question from one of their clients and said, she just went down to the local Social Security office to apply for a spousal benefit. In this case, she divorced from her husband to get that spousal benefit. And the Social Security Administration office explained to her that she wasn't going to get anything because her pension from her teaching career, in this case in the state of Ohio, would eliminate it. That could be really, really bad news if we're talking about a widow, someone in their 70s or 80s, widow or widower from a marriage that's dissolved by death. And you go, wow, how come I didn't know about it? And I think that's one of the great purposes of the public service that these podcasts do is to wave that red flag and say, stand by for a second. Here's some important information. Because I think, and Kimberly can make a comment about this, there are things that you can do when you're younger that can offset the impact of these losses later in life. And maybe, Kimberly, you could comment a little bit about that.
3: I would say definitely there are things you can do as far as your planning and working with an advisor, depending on which firm you're working with. They may give you advice for investments and insurance and overall planning, but I would take a look at it holistically to make sure that you're taking into account all the factors. So you'll want to look at every piece of information and the sooner the better. So if you're young, 28-year-old working in you know the teaching system and your spouse is working as a Boeing engineer, take a look at what your potential impacts of those careers may be as far as retirement savings and plan for them accordingly.
2: The point is, and I think Dave and John, you'd agree, if I solve this problem in my 40s or 50s, it's so much easier than being shocked by it in my 70s and 80s. (laughs) Right,
1: absolutely, and I think this underscores the need for, especially LGBT people, who might be uncomfortable disclosing their full situation with their advisor, to work up the courage to do so. If you're secretly married to somebody who is getting a government pension and you think you're going to be able to rely on their Social Security and you don't find out until after they pass away or you retire that you're not going to get what you thought you were going to get, you're going to be hurting.
0: And I would say, I'm glad that you mentioned this, Kimberly, this idea of taking a holistic approach to looking at your financial future We will say that there are a lot of financial advisors who unfortunately seem to focus on one piece, and that is your investments and how to grow those investments. And if they are unaware of what the future impact of your social security benefits will have on the overall picture, then they're also going blind into determining what is the best plan for you. So, first of all, find a financial advisor who will take a holistic look and then make sure you're giving them access to all of this information. You know, share with them what you have on your My Account with the Social Security Administration. Explain to them that you've worked in government agencies. If you have or your spouse has worked in government agencies, explain that so that they can understand, can make a complete diagnosis of what is best for you.
2: That's a really, really great point. One of the tips that might be helpful, a good time to check that My Account is at income tax time. Uh, You know, there have been errors that have been made on those income tax forms. We've done seminars with consumer groups all over the United States. And frequently, in those actual groups, we've found about a 10% error rate of, say, if there's, you know, 30 people in the room, we might have, you know, three or four people that have said, gee, I found an error on my Social Security, my account form. Remember, you have three years, three months, and 15 days to correct an error on your my account in most circumstances. And frequently, in Kimberly, I don't think you'd agree with this one, The errors on those statements typically made in favor of the government or in favor of the worker. <laughs> oh,
1: we should take it back. We should take well, it
3: back. <laughs> uh, the government, clearly. <laughs> right. And one other thing I was going to comment on, too, and some feedback I usually give to advisors on the phone as well as in my previous career as an advisor, I always told my clients and I talked to our advisors about making sure that they're not only interviewing their advisor every year, but the advisor is also interviewing their clients. So they're doing check-ins. And you're making sure that you're on the same page and you're having these conversations because oftentimes we just set things you know, to go to cruise control and don't realize that maybe we haven't gone over something that's important.
0: Right. You know, and I will say I would do regular check-ins with my 401k plan. Now, I think that for most individuals who are going to be working in the government sector, they're probably going to be in a 457 or 403b. So if those numbers sound familiar as a part of your retirement plan, then you're definitely going to want to take a look at the kind of information that is showing up on the website that you log into to see what your balance is and the information or maybe making your investment selections. because. Oftentimes, those websites make a default selection for your Social Security based on your salary. That site may be making an erroneous decision based on your salary because they don't know that you are in one of these states. So is that something that maybe MassMutual has some tool or advice on?
2: I would say that, and thanks for bringing that up. Anytime you're talking about Social Security modeling or making decisions, you really do need access to software tools. I don't know what exactly the count is. I've heard 2,800 different rules that affect (laughs) filing strategies. Clearly a bewildering amount of information, you know, that normal people would never even want to know half of those things or even a quarter of those things. But software tools have the magic of remembering that. And all we really have to do is some very basic data and drop this data into these modeling tools. MassMutual happens to provide that service through our advisors. We make that software available to them so they can help their clients make these objective choices at the future. And I think I go back to Kimberly's observation, that objective choice. I mean, if you kind of know what the future is going to be based on modeling, then you can make corrective decisions about that. Kimberly and I were talking the other day about the way NASA would shoot a rocket to the moon as a good example of why this is so important. I mean, if you sat down there in Cape Kennedy and fired a rocket at the moon, by the time it got to the moon, the moon wouldn't be there. (laughs) And that's not the way they shoot rockets at the moon. What they do is they go into orbit, and then they make corrected burns all along the way. So by the time the moon and the rocket come together, it all works out. And financial planning is exactly like that. You have to sort of go into orbit, make correction burns, get the right information, and allow everything to come together And I think software tools are the key to making some of those correction burns, or at least anticipating when they need to be made.
1: Thank you for sharing that. So, where could our listeners get more information about WEP or GPO if they know enough now to start asking questions?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the holy grail of information for these happens to be SocialSecurity.gov. Whether it's SSA.gov or SocialSecurity.gov, those would clearly be where I would go, and they have a search engine on that website where if you type in GPO or type in WEP, it will bring you right to the section that explains these rules. We also can make available to you these links, and why don't we do that so that listeners could get the exact links from your website?
1: Definitely. Absolutely. And then, Kimberly, may I ask, do most advisors know this information, or is it sort of incumbent upon the client to bring up this topic and make sure that their advisor is educated on it?
3: I would say it's kind of a 50-50 shot, to be honest. You have a lot of advisors that are doing team-based advising now. So their personal advisor may not know all of the details of Social Security, but they may be working with someone in the office that they're in that does. So I usually tell people, ask your advisor if they have someone that they're doing business with that does know these rules because they're so cumbersome, you know, it's hard to remember everything. So it's good to have someone you can go to. And oftentimes the response is, oh, you know, I do have somebody in my office that they can speak with, or I have, you know, a phone number I call and we can have a conversation as opposed to having your client have to come in with all of the details right away. So,
1: Great. That's wonderful. So the next time you're on Facebook and you find yourself getting consumed by cat videos, I want you to go to (laughs) the Social Security website and create your My Account. (laughs) And then the next time you go to your advisor, make sure that you bring up the topic of WEP and (laughs) GPO. Perfect. I love it. David or Kimberly, is there any other information you think we should cover at this point on these topics?
2: I think we probably ought to do this again for people who are getting closer to that retirement decision, because we may have some good ideas for them as well. So hopefully, until next time, we can sort of leave it at this. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: thank you so much for MassMutual coming back on our show, David and Kimberly. We appreciate having you. And David and I always learn so much when MassMutual comes on our show. We got to take a breather afterwards and digest it all. (laughs) So we appreciate the help.
0: And then all of our friends who are working in the government sector are definitely going to get some information, an earload from us to go talk to your financial advisor. So be prepared, those of you who know us.
2: (laughs) There is one final parting comment I know in the state of California as an example. Teachers in that state can go to their pension California state teachers retirement system, and they do have publications about that that are sort of warning publications. Be prepared a little bit of an explanation. So I have not seen them in Colorado. We do have some of those in Massachusetts where there might be information available also from the local jurisdiction. But by far, the government website, usssa.gov, is sort of the uh, holy grail of resources. Perfect. Thank you.
0: Thanks again, David and Kimberly, for the great explanation of Government Pension Offset, GPO, and the Windfall Elimination Provision, WEP. These were both new to John and me. As you can see, there are many nuances with Social Security and retirement. It's important to be completely prepared. Take the time to find out if you are impacted by these and visit ssa.gov forward slash my account to check what you are expected to get in retirement. Thanks again for listening to the show. Don't forget to go over to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 113 to get your copy of the Magic Money Calculator. Thanks again and have a great week.
1: Okay. We just serviced you. Now you get to service us by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes and signing up for the Queer Money Lifestyle newsletter at queer.money. Well, I'm not really gay. would <laughs> <laughs> help me if I had a personal chef, made all me my meals for me. Right. So instead I'll have a Snickers tonight. For dinner.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the other end I like the butts,
0: so.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh,